Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Dimmel. Your speech is not just your speech. Your speech is helped by hell. And it sets in, in motion the course of nature, the course that controls your life. Now the word course means to roll away in trust, such as a spoke of a wheel. You probably wondered why I had a little kid's tire on the platform. Because I, I didn't want you to have to visualize it. I want you to see the wheel. See the spokes. It, it's important that you see those. Pastor, I, I thought we were talking about tripping over our tongues. And I am. And James is. He's saying that there are things that are attached to your tongue that controls the rest of your life. Picture a wheel. Imagine, now you're going to have to go with me just for a second because this is the way I study and this is the way I think. And I'm a weirdo, but I can't help that. Okay? Inside the wheel are spokes, right? The wheel is your life, the outside of the wheel. The spokes come off the wheel and they create an axle which causes the wheel to spin. But those spokes cannot spin. The wheel cannot spin without a a substance that causes it to move. That is the tongue. Amen? So you're dealing with all these elements of your life. I was going to label this tonight and I didn't have time. I was going to take little pieces of paper and label your work life. And I was, I was going to label your family life. And I was, I was going to label your insurance and your financial issues and your kids and your house and your car and your jobs. You got all these spokes coming off the wheel. Have you ever seen a wheel turning that caught on fire? Every time a wheel catches on fire, it causes the spokes or the rim of the wheel to get red hot. It changes the way that the wheel operates, right? He says your tongue spins the wheel. Or he says the tongue spins the course of your life. The wheel is your life. The spokes are the wheel and they are parts of your life. And the wheel spins as the spoke turns. You get to see the different elements of your life. And when you speak... And you do something wrong. It catches everything else on fire. Well, I'm wondering why I've got these issues over here. And I'm wondering why i got these issues over here. And why are these problems popping up that I thought I fixed back here? Because when you speak, it is important to understand that the spokes of your life are connected to the wheel. The pieces, the, the ornate pieces of your life, the different fragments of your life that make you you are all connected to the wheel in the center of the wheel. And when you speak, it causes the wheel to turn. If the wheel is on fire, what is it going to affect? Everything. We have to understand that. That's why you got to watch your mouth or you're going to trip over your tongue. But James goes on. Listen to what he says. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is un, unreal, unreal, evil, it's unreal evil full of deadly poison. 
So my buddy James here is saying that the tongue can damage every part of everything that you do and that it cannot be tamed. But then it talks about an animal that can be tamed. Have you ever been to the circus? How in the world can a man with a little whip take care of a lion that is three times his size that at any moment could eat him alive? Because he tamed it. How can a tiger get in a great big spear and they catch it on fire and nothing happen to the man? You know, as a matter of fact, how in the world can a bear ride a bike? You ever wondered? I've been, have you ever been to the circus and the 300-pound grizzly bear comes out and he's riding a bike and everything's okay and everybody's standing next to him? How is that possible? That is not nature. But I want you to understand even these wild animals can be tanged, but your tongue cannot. You ever been to Disney World? You ever been to Sea World? How can a fish jump through a hoop and pick a specific color off of a pole? Because it's been tamed. It's been taught. But the Bible says that the, your tongue is the most unruly member of the body. And it's unruly evil, full of deadly poison. How many times have you tried to tame your kids' tongues? You ever thought of that? Let me ask you this. How many times did your parents try to tame your tongue? Right? Oh, and here's the thing. As parents, we're dumb enough to believe that we did it. Well, they didn't say anything. Just like the lion, at the moment, you're fearful because you hear the sound of the whip. But the moment you get the opportunity to speak under your breath and you walk away from mom, I know because I did it. You blinkety blank, blank, blank. You didn't tame nothing. It just looked like you did. Right? Can I say this to some parents tonight? Whatever you allow and think's okay now, your kids are going to be really okay with it later. And whatever you accept, they're going to accept more of because they've come, become okay with what you've become okay with. And then all of a sudden, they're 30 years old or they're 40 years old and you think, I've raised them right. I've taught them to do what they were supposed to do. And why will they not listen to me? It's those things that you were okay with that were very minute embers long ago that have created a massive fire. We do it to people we know when we get upset. Sometimes I'll be driving down the road and I'll think, I'm gonna, when I get the courage up, I'm going to give her a piece of my mind and I'm talking to myself and this is what I'm going to say. Or you go call your friend and you say, I'll tell you what, as soon as I get the opportunity, I'm going to tell Mr. Such and Such, blah, 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 blah. Because the tongue is the, uh, the most unruly member of the body. Don't act like you've never done that. Everybody's sitting there like, oh, let's hear about the pastor today. Y'all do it too. He said, no man can tame the tongue. Have you ever asked yourself why? I'm glad you did. James 3.8. But no man can tame the tongue. It is the most unruly evil. It is full of deadly poison. The tongue has been contaminated by sin. Romans 3.13. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit, the poison of asp, and under their lips. Romans 3.14, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Another version says it this way, listen. Their throats are open graves, their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. 
Sometimes the King James Version can chop you up and get you on the wrong path. But if you can really get a hold of the New King James Version, it gives you understanding that you never had. This leads me to my third point. And I would say that this is the most critical point of all of them. I know that we're teaching tonight and you're not going to run, jump and shout. But I'm telling you that I'm giving you things of importance in your life. In your mouth is the power to direct your life. In your mouth is the power to direct your life. In your mouth is the power to direct your life. In your mouth is the power to damage your life and the lives of other people. I didn't understand that when I was young. Maybe you didn't understand that or maybe you did. Listen to verse 9. With it we bless our God and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude or likeliness is what it means of God. Out of the same mouth proceed with blessing and cursing my brethren or fellow believers. These things ought not to be. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? Can the fig tree, my brother, bear olive berries, either a vine fig? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? Our mouth can do things that nature cannot do. Are you hearing me? Your tongue can stray from the natural order of things. Uh, a, a, an animal cannot stray from its natural order. But your tongue can do things that the other things cannot do. And the Bible gives it to us clearly. It says, can a grapevine, can it give out oranges? Can an apple tree make pears? No, because it's not its divine order. But your tongue can, listen, be so unique that it can step away from its divine understanding what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to do. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My fellow believers, or my brethren, is what he says, these things ought not be so. A lot of people come to church and they praise God and they go home. And they're driving home and they're like, man, that was such a good message. And whoo, glory to God, hallelujah, praise God. And someone, zoom, cuts you off. And all of a sudden, that great message turns into, you blankety blank blank, you cut me off. Right? You better get out of my way. What are you really learning? What have you really put in your heart? Think about what I'm saying. Whenever we act like it's our, okay for our kids to do, and whatever we become okay with, that leaves the door open for a deeper hole for our children to fill. James says it in Bible language. He said, this ought not be. Let me dumb it down for you and give you Jim Bob language. That ain't right. He's literally saying, look, pay attention because that's not right. That's not the way it should be. The Bible gives you the understanding, but then you leave the understanding checked at the door and you go on your way and you do what you want to do because you think you can. But that's not the divine order. And the Bible says that's moving two ways at the same time. He says your blessings and your cursings are going two directions at the same time. 
What's good and what's bad about you is going the same way at the same time. You know, my grandma, when I was a kid, God rest her soul. She used to say to me all the time, that two-tongued hussy did blah, blah, blah. And I thought, dear Lord, Grandma. She was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, Pentecostal believer till the day she died. But she would tell you just exactly what you thought. As a matter of fact, one time, you know, all the old people went to the, the food pantry when I was a kid. I was about seven years old. Grandma wanted to go to the food pantry. She didn't need to go to the food pantry, but she said they always got good beans. We loaded the car up off to the food pantry. We went this 27-year-old something tries to get her parking lot. He zooms in front of her parking space and parks and jumps out of the car. She parks the car in the center of the road, jumps out, picks up a rock and says, I'll scrape the top of your head off if you don't get in that car and move. That young man didn't say a word. He got over in his car. He put it in reverse and he drove over to the next space and my grandma and Carol Mash pulled in the space. And I thought, dear Heavenly Father, if the police were around, they would take her to jail. And I said, Grandma, you can't say that stuff. You're threatening him. She said, I wasn't threatening him at all. She said, I'd cut his head off with this rock. What we say matters. What we say is of great importance. And James said, this of a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He says, these things ought not be. Why is that really? Have you ever thought of Why is that? Because hell lights a fuse. The moment that your tongue gets out of hell, control, hell wants to pour the gasoline on it to make it as big as it possibly can be when it's not really big at all. But when God gets control of you, He has control of all of you. I remember the day that God saved me. I became a different Jim Bob. You know, no matter where I go, I could preach to 5,000 people and I could preach to 50 people. But no matter where I go, there's always someone that knows Jim Bob. They introduced me as Pastor James or the pastor of Renovate Life Church of God. And there's always somebody in the background and they're always on the platform. Praise his holy name. I will never become prideful because they say, this is Jim Bob. And I want to say, won't you shut your gypsy lips? But I will never, listen, I will never escape what people thought I was. But the moment that God saved me, He transformed not only my mouth, but He transformed the way I acted. He transformed the way I was. He changed everything about me. And what James is telling you is the only way that you can tame the tongue is through a guy named Jesus Christ. The name that is above every name. Listen, He died on a cross. God sent Him down as the Word that was made flesh and dwelt among us so He could transform our life. So the circle of life. When God gets control of the circle, he has control of the spokes. That means he has control of everything. Because he is controlling the bit in the one ton animal's mouth. This is something that if you're not listening, wake up. When God created the world, he didn't wave. He didn't jump up one morning and stand on top of the world and act like bewitch and twinkle his nose. Twinkle, twinkle. He didn't point. The Bible says that he spoke. 
It's important that you understand that. When God created the world, he spoke, let there be light. And there was light. When God created the world, he said, listen, I'm going to divide the land. He said, I'm going to divide the land and the sea. Are you hearing me? He spoke. It was with his mouth. You don't think your mouth is important because the God that created the universe could just point. But instead, he spoke because it was important. He didn't use his neck or his hands. When God wants to explain Jesus Christ in John 1 and 1, what did he say? He said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Go ahead to the next one. And the Word became flesh, verse 14, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When God wanted to represent who Jesus Christ was, He spoke and then He talked about it, saying it was the Word, and He created the language. Are you following me? When He wanted to teach Adam how to live, He gave Adam his word. I don't understand. Because Adam was created in the image of God. Since he was in the image of God, that includes speech. That's something that animals are not given. Right? He made man a little lower than the angels. My personal thought is we don't have wings. He made man a little higher than the animals. My personal thought is they can't speak. So Adam spoke. Then the Bible says this slick two-tongued devil showed up in the Garden of Eden. Because he understood something that most Christians don't. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We'll be talking about this scripture a lot. We have the power to kill people around us with our tongue. You have the power to give life to the people around you with your tongue. Because you are created in the image of God. Humanity. That's not just you. That's everybody is created in the image of God. What a great likeness that is. When God speaks, hear me, life comes. Let there be light. This is green grass. That will be called an oak tree. How did that happen? God made Adam in his image. And the Bible says that Adam called everything what it would be called. So the breath of God breathed through Adam. Adam stood up and became a man and he started to declare, well, that little thing will be an ant and that thing over there will be a giraffe. It was all the speaking of God. When the devil spoke and Adam and Eve got put in the garden, death came. Because the Bible says that Adam and Eve had to be removed. Why? Because the woman told Adam, and then the Bible says that Adam reacted and told God. It was all because of speech. You have all these things taking place in the garden. 
Because let's go back to the sneaky snake. Satan understood in order for the snake to do what it was supposed to do and have the factor of wow, that it had to do something that was out of its natural order. Are you hearing me? So he caused the snake to speak to Adam. Who was the snake really? Satan. And it spoke. It did something out of its natural order. The snake was made lower than a man. It didn't have speech. Satan wants to control your speech. Just like he did the snake. James says if God can get the bit in your mouth. Then he will be able to control your life. Life and death have a power. Did you know that? Life and death's power is the tongue. Sarah, would you come to the piano, please? If you and I get straight, the understanding of the spoke and the wheel. Our life will change. With that being said, I want to tell you one more story and I'm going to let you go home. Our life has to change in order for God to work in us. So you have to tame the tongue. There's life and death in the tongue. I heard this story many years ago. And I thought, oh, I need to put this in here. There was two doe walking through a field. And I'm sure that it's nothing like the guy told me. I was like 10 years old when I, when I heard it. It's two doe walking through a field and they found a huge hole. Unbeknownst to them, that this hole was huge and it was right on the other side of the field. And the doe are walking through the field and they're eating and they're talking and they're doing all this stuff. And they're not paying attention. And the next thing you know, they fall in this huge, massive hole. You ever seen an animal get scared, a deer specifically? When you run your car out in front of them and they get scared, what do they do? They jump and hop and go all over the place. Try to get out of your way. Immediately, these two does start to jump up and down, up and down, trying to get out of this massively deep hole. All of a sudden, after about an hour's time, all of their dear friends start walking around the hole and they say, well, we can't help you. You'll never get out. There's no way for you to do anything. We hope by us being here, we'll be here until you take your last breath. We hope by us being here that you'll be okay. We're sorry we can't help you. Die in peace. Within hours, one of the doe just kill over and die. But the other doe just keeps jumping and jumping and jumping. And they're saying, what are you doing? Don't waste your energy. Just lay down there. You might live long enough for someone to come get you. Why would you stop? Don't do it. He jumps, jumps, jumps. You're wasting your energy. All of a sudden, the deer springs up out of the hole onto the side of the hill. And everybody's blown away. What in the world just happened? That is impossible. One of the deer run over to the little doe and say, how in the world did you make it out of there? And he said, well, I thought you were cheering me on. I'm deaf. 
He said, all I could see was your mouth moving and you moving your hands and your tufts around. And he said, that's all I could see. And now I'm close enough to you to read the fact that you were telling me to die. Pastor, why in the world would you tell me that story? Some Christians today are in a ditch. And they're listening to people who are jumping all around saying, you can't make it. Go back to where you came from. Stop doing what you're doing. You'll never make it out. You'll never see that Jesus character that you've talked about. Amen? Listen. We need to keep our ears deaf towards hell. And open our ears to heaven. Because God, His purpose and His plan is to lift you out of the pit. Lift you out of the hole. Get you out of that place of sinking mediocrity and put you on a plane that is better and greater. God didn't mean for you to be mediocre. He meant for you to be great. God meant you for greatness. And it's important to understand some people in this room, their lives have been changed by what somebody said for the positive. It was exciting. It transformed their life. My parents always told me, my dad was a real negative person, but he always told me, you can do anything. My mother always told me, you can do anything. And I got this mentality that I can do anything. And, and people would say things to me, can you do this? And I had no idea. And I'd say, yeah, I can do it. And then I would get to work trying to figure out how to do it. But some people are sitting in this room and people have told you, you can't do this. You're not able. You don't have the talent. You don't have the ability. You'll never get out of the ditch. And you believed what they said. Because life is in the power of the tongue. Life and death, the Bible says, is in the power of the tongue. What are you speaking to the people around you today. This has really been on my mind and my heart. What are you writing to the people around you? What are you saying on social media and Twitter and Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook and all these things? What are you doing? What are you standing next to your children and saying? Who are you talking to? And what are you saying? Because you have the power, and here's the thing, you understand the power of life and death. Why would you go wrong? How could you go wrong? Everybody stand with me. God designed you for greatness. He designed you to be better than you ever thought you would be. I'm telling you today, with Jesus Christ in your life, you can go through things that you would have never got through without Him. You will be standing in places sometimes, thinking, Lord, how did I ever get here? Because God, listen, understands that if you put Him first, He is controlling everything about you. And the moment he's in control is the moment that the blessing really comes. Not financially, although it comes. A lot of times it's your health and your, your happiness and your family. 
Sometimes money comes out, out of the way, but here's the truth. None of us know how to spend it correctly because we've never been taught. Everything that you do, the tongue is attached to a wheel that has spokes of your life divided. And God's calling you to greatness. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.